What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Digital Bound Podcast, episode 28. My name, as always, is Leon Hitchens, and with me today I have... Sunny Sunny. Sunny. Oh, there we go. (laughs) So, my Twitter handle is Leon Hitchens, and Sunny's Sunny Singh, and that's very easy. You Google it, and you figure it out. So... South by Southwest is going on. Hashtag SXSW is all our coverage. We have some great stuff on our Twitter. We have uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. We even did a Facebook Live. Well, I did a Facebook Live. And I'm also snapping with Snapchat Spectacles. Any questions yet? I guess, like, what was your, what's your overall experience after being at South by this year? Yeah, it's it's a really slow year. Like, it it started out just like last year. I felt like there was a little bit of like a hype around the start of it, and this year is just like a a very slow start. Like, there's nothing that's like breaking out. Meerkat kind of broke out um, this year. There's nothing. Uh, everyone's talking about Uber and Lyft not being in Austin, and how like Fasten and Ride. Austin or like a big thing, but otherwise yeah. nothing's going on. So I mean, you live in Texas, so you just like did you just drive there and then did you use your car to drive around again or what'd you do? No. So once I get in Austin, I just kind of like walk around. Like Austin, like everything in in South by Southwest is like pretty condensed. It's all in downtown Austin. Okay. So kind of think of like you know, um, like CES is like super far walks and stuff. Yeah, so everything's kind of congested together, I guess. Yeah, it's it's because it's in the downtown area. It's in it's in like five city blocks of each other. Okay, that seems a lot more manageable. Yeah, like it's it's so condensed because it's all in these giant high rise hotels and everything's fairly close. So like, I kept reading there. about how like since Uber and Lyft weren't available, um, there are like these other services. Like, there's one that like basically lets you rent a car. And then there's, a car to go? Yeah, I think that's the one. So did you hear, like, did you talk to people that had their opinions on it or anything? Um, Sam Sheffer from Mashable, I I believe, I think it was him that I talked to about it. He, he said him and another lady, uh, Peachy, on YouTube yeah, said yes, they had Peachy. some problems. Yes, her. I, I was standing in line with him for... Um, Oh, to listen to Casey Neistat talk. So Mm -hmm. she had some problems, like opening a trunk or something, and um, yeah, actually saw her vlog of it. And she's like, when she tried to park the car, the touchscreen wouldn't like respond to it or or whatever. So I don't know what what that means exactly. Like, did they charge you extra? Or I don't know. I'm not sure. I know that they uh, they DM'd her on Twitter. I don't know if I should say that. Okay, probably should. Uh, but they messaged her on Twitter, and then um, they kind of like hooked her up with some extra stuff, and they kind of like helped her resolve it. So of course, software has problems, but that one seemed like a little excessive, considering you you needed that information. It was also like forty cents a minute, which I think is way too high for what it is. Well, but you think about it, you're only going around the city, and all the city it's like city driving. You're not gonna go like. 30 minutes away you're gonna go oh, okay, like maybe 20 enough. minutes it's, it's just like it's like you're using an uber but you're driving yourself 
Yeah, it's maybe like ten dollars to where you need to get to. Yeah, if you if you're doing like a ten minute like or ten mile trip, that's fifteen minute. That's fifteen minutes right there. That's less than twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's about okay. It. Yeah, that makes sense. So and, and that's the nice thing. You can park them, and the cars are just like there. There's no need to like do anything else. It, it's just it's all self managed. Okay. Um, so the other thing is like you said, because I read your article, I think I thought it was a really good one. The, um, where Let me see which one it was. So South by Southwest 2017 trends and talking points. I think it was. Yes. Um, and you mentioned how like in the past, there's always been like barriers between like the music, film and interactive panels. But now they kind of removing those so you know like something like netflix could be both film and like interactive i guess so well what's what's your thoughts on it because i think it's like a really good idea okay so to backtrack real quick south by opened up the badges so there's three normal badges four badges in total there's the film badge, the music badge, the interactive badge, and the platinum badge. The platinum badge got you into everything, so you could go to any event you wanted. What they did differently this year is if you had a music badge, maybe you worked for Pandora, so that means you also needed to go to interactive coverage. Traditionally, you couldn't get into that interactive coverage. This year, however, they understand that everyone intermingles and networks, so that music badge could get into a talk about the future of AI and personalization. So it really kind of kind of brings like full circle that technology touches every part of our life. Like The Verge, they're constantly saying that technology is shaping our lives and that's why they write about everything else but technology. <laughs> yeah, the so, like, technology and culture, culture, yeah. culture. And, and they lean heavily on the culture because they say that technology is culture. And that's what South by is kind of saying now. They're kind of justifying what The Verge is doing and saying yeah. that the music is no longer just music. It is actually tech, too. Yeah, because, I mean, technology just, like, intermingles with everything else. So it doesn't make sense for that to be kind of, like, siloed off into its own thing. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it, it made more sense to be siloed off, but it's just at the same time, like I get it opening up. So, I mean, so considering that like any, you know, any, whatever badge you had got you into any panel that you wanted, um, or like certain places more crowded than others, like did it become a problem, I guess? Yeah. So there's a caveat, of course, that music badge won't get in to that interactive talk first he's going to go into a secondary line so everyone with an interactive badge will go in first if there is space which more than likely there will be the music holder will be able to go in so things were busy and and there were lines but i never encountered a scenario where it was like i couldn't get in you know because of music it sounds like it's been managed well then so, I mean, yes, like, considering the, to have a secondary line. Yeah, the, the secondary line totally made sense. Like, I, I could understand if you're a music badge holder and you were, like, waiting in line, it, it could be kind of frustrating. But maybe that pushes them next year to say, oh, well, I'm going to 
I'm gonna upgrade to Platinum Pass, so it works for South by. Yeah. Like when we were standing in line for the Casey Neistat talk, we actually uh, were standing outside and we're standing in the rain, and I I was very frustrated about that. But the line went from upstairs to the downstairs, and like if you broke that down, that's probably like two football fields. That's how many people were standing in line for Casey Neistat. So what did what did Casey talk about? Um, he he kind of talked about the Tarzan theory where where you like swing vine to vine and not every vine is um, getting you towards your ultimate goal. You it might take you a little step forward, but it's it's still getting you somewhere. And then he he kind of talked about um, some of his videos and what he's doing now and what he's doing with CNN. It wasn't really anything different than what he shared on the vlogs and the videos he's done since announcing the end of his actual vlog, vlog proper. Okay. Yeah, because I know he went for CNN, right? Yes, CNN's doing a bunch of stuff, actually. I was talking to somebody at one of the lunches that I went to, and he works for CNN um, in London, but he he he's working with like the VR team and stuff, and he said that CNN's pushing really hard into VR, and that they're actually going to launch some new like VR exclusive shows in the United States. And I, I don't want to give too much because I don't want mm-hmm. him to get in trouble. So that that was like really cool to hear that there's going to be some VR content from them, which mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many people will consume that, but to see CNN as like a news organization try new platforms out is is really interesting. Well, I wonder if that has anything to do with them, like, also acquiring the entire Beam team, because I wonder if they have a part in, like, either creating VR apps or working on, like, the VR experience itself. I'm not sure. Um, A lot of this Beam and CNN and, and, like, the new media company or or the media brand that Casey is going to run is, like, they're being very secretive. Like, Casey leans on the, the theory of... I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just working to my ultimate goal and in some way I'll get there. But I kind of believe that they have a plan and they just, they don't want to announce it because they're going to get such uh, strong uh, media scrutiny, uh, media coverage. So mm-hmm. that could be one thing, but I'm also a little like, what is the whole beam team going to do? Are they just going to all work on Casey's project or are they going to be like distributed through CNN? So that could be something that's happening. Yeah, because I mean, Casey's pretty good at like keeping things secret, but having that vision in his head that he's kind of he he shares until it's the right moment, like he did with like the CNN um, like reveal, I guess. That is very true. It was like he kept quiet, and then all of a sudden he just kind of like announced it out of the blue, and it had been going on for months and months. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure like it'll make sense once he does actually do kind of the reveal for it. Um, so I guess like because so like from personal experience, I mean I've only been to CES, um, I've never been to South by. So, kind of what's like the biggest difference between the two? With CES being kind of more focused on technology, South by being more just art and creative stuff. Yeah. So at that that like high level like first run, it's technology is a huge thing at CES. It's gadget, 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 gadget. Uh, South by is music, film, interactive. It's more about like these um, these talks and these panels and everyone discussing what's going to happen. But at a lower level, CES is all press and industry analysts. 
Um, South by anyone can go. You can go buy a thousand dollar badge and go to the interactive portion. You do not have to be a member of the press. You do not have to be a member of the industry. You can just maybe work for um, uh, an advertising agency and you want to go to interactive because you want to see what the future of um, Snapchat spectacles is. Like I sat in on a panel today about spectacles working with um, sports teams. It was a hockey team from Memphis. I forget the name of the Memphis team. I don't know. The Grizzly something probably. And it was an advertising agent, some um, somebody from the Memphis uh, sports team, and then like a, a journalist from Memphis. So those guys all got passes because they're speakers. Mm-hmm. That's the big difference of CES. CES is press and industry. You have to like, uh, I wouldn't say be invited, but you have to like go through a vetting process. And South by is if you have enough money, you can get in. It seems kind of more of like a meetup, kind of like very casual. I want to say like compare it more to like VidCon. I don't know if that's like a good comparison there. Uh, I wouldn't say that's a good comparison because um, VidCon's more of a, a fan thing. There, there's, there is a conference tracks and stuff for the creators, but more of it's for the young teenagers to go see their favorite YouTube star like PewDiePie. So South by is more of the that in that it's just it's it's a festival and conference that's what they're calling themselves they literally go South by Southwest festival and conference that's their new name it, it's very different than any other conference so like I, I told you about that collision conference right um, you'll have to refresh me on that so the collision conference is the one in New Orleans oh, okay yeah I remember so that's that's a very like you can buy tickets to go and it's a conference where they talk about technology and 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 all that they have that's, like a bunch that's a, of like you know a proper conference you you only talk about technology right yeah, the, the audio is like really breaking up um at collisions the one where like there's a lot of like big name speakers and uh, large kind of companies uh, being represented yeah. there right? so that's just a conference you're talking about the ideas you're networking and stuff and then you have CES, which is like all that stuff. And then you have South by, which is a party too. Like mm-hmm. you mix work and play. That's the difference by South by. Like it's just it's such a different beast. What's your favorite thing about it? <sighs> the brands. So there's brands there. Like there's like little like displays of they're doing like activations. They they give away free gear like free t-shirts so every year south by i love it because i can go and get like 20 t-shirts and i have like t-shirts to wear around you know and i like going to see what those brands are doing to like market themselves what they're they're telling a story about you know yeah is there anyone like any particular one that you've met so this traditionally samsung's there every year samsung's been there this is the first year with without samsung so i that was the big like noticeable change after that i would say um dell took a big spot like a very prime location and set up a, a lounge and stuff they painted the building with dell like colors and logos and everything so they definitely invested a lot um the is, other one is dell usually there or did they kind of like take advantage of samsung not being there um 
I don't know if they took advantage of Samsung not being there. Uh, last year, I think... Um, I forget who was in that building. I think it was... Man, I don't even remember who was in the building. Samsung, the building that Samsung's normally in, nobody actually bought out. So oh, the, okay. these are... These are like restaurants and these companies come in and like strip all the restaurant branding off and like change it to their own branding in like a day or two. It's crazy. Like this restaurant that I see, it's a Mexican restaurant. I didn't even know it was there. Like it's a totally different building when Samsung has it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like same thing at CES because like the Samsung building, for example, or not building, but the room itself, like it looks like it's all permanent and as if it was like built there from the start. Yeah, like, and they do this to buildings all across Austin. Like, they set up um, um, from from uh, Breaking Bad, you know, the chicken place or whatever it is. Well, I haven't watched it, so. Uh, it, it's something from Breaking Bad. It's like a restaurant, you know, like something from the show. And yeah. they set up a whole building just to serve that restaurant and, like, as a marketing for um, their new show. Um, what's the What's the show? Uh, it's Pete's or something, or now ah, they get the idea, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, the other big thing, so I'll just kind of go Google and Levi's Project Jacquard. Oh yeah, so I read about that. Um, so they're like what three hundred fifty dollars, and they're trying to make essentially smart jackets, like smart fibers built into it. Yeah. So. It seems really cool, like it's a novel idea, but I think it's stupid. <laughs> well, so, so here's my main question on that, though. Like, what does it actually do? Because, like, I, there's no displays on it or anything, right? So, like, how no, does it actually work? It's um, think of like a Fitbit. You know, you have a Fitbit. Um, pretend that Fitbit had like touch sensors on the top, so you could touch like to turn off the volume. You could tap it to like turn the volume up to turn the volume down you tap it three times that's what you do on your your, your jacket's cuffling you just tap it and it changes your music it gives you voice feedback and stuff it just controls your phone it's a wearable okay it's nothing that cool i mean it's like i like where like i like wearables that kind of don't look like technology where they kind of like I like a watch that just looks like a watch so I kind of, like, the, the idea still appeals to me. Um, it just depends on, like, I don't know. It depends no. on, I guess, how they execute it. No, I, I'm going to just strongly. No, you're completely against it? Like, at first I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like, I want this. And then I went to go demo it, and I tried it on, and I was like, this this thing is a piece of shit. Like, I'd rather have a smartwatch. I'd rather have a display that says the time. Than having my jacket to wear. Well, what if you're like, like just walking down the street and you're like, oh, I want to raise the volume and just like brush off I can the do that with my smartwatch. Yeah, but you don't have to like, you know, go to your smartwatch and then like, you know, turn on the display or whatever, like go to like the volume and then do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then, so, so the, the, the jacket, you have, you can do three different touch commands. So if you tap it once, you could um, turn, pause the volume. If you swipe it, like swipe it off like you're like wiping your jacket off um, that could raise the volume if you swipe the other way you could lower the volume um, you, and that's pretty much all it can do I mean I think that's cool because you could just it's just so like effortless the only thing is like if it happens uh, by accident and then the second thing is like is it washable 
Yes, it's watchable. Okay. See, the only thing really I'd be worried about is like just doing it by accident. Um, I have some video and stuff. I have I haven't done the write up about it because I want to write it up. I started writing it up, but then I got so like. I went from like I started writing it, and I went from like this is the greatest idea I've ever seen, to this is a piece of shit and it's not going to work. Like this is what yeah. everyone argues against smartwatches being like, um, like just useless. I see smartwatches as being very like useful, functional, and and like they're they're like a fashion statement. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I guess like with the. The Levi's jacket. Um, I'll watch the video and read uh, more about it, and then maybe my mind will change. But initial thoughts, I, I think it sounds like a cool idea. Yeah, so, so that, that'll be your homework. You'll have to go watch it. So next week, you can tell me that you disagree with it. All right. <laughs> because it's the most, uh, <laughs> the most like ridiculous thing. I, I don't, I just think it's, to have something on your on your jacket it's kind of cool but there's no interface and like i just it's another thing you have to charge and i normally i'm so gun ho for like new technology but this is the first time i'm like no <laughs> well it's uh, i actually also saw like there were shoes or sneakers that i don't know what they actually did but they were like smart sneakers and i like i don't know they controlled your phone or something i don't remember I think well, they just sure. they, like counted your steps. Oh, that's. But, that's and some... then I had like cloud connectivity, but I don't want that's my. Like bullshit. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want my shoes to be like tweeting and stuff. No, you know what? I want my shoes to tweet. I'm walking. He's walking. Like, unless, unless it's the Nike Air Max, I feel like, like nothing. <laughs> yeah, unless it's the Air Max, though, I feel like they should not be like smart shoes. I can't think of a good use case oh, for that. I, I would like... He's lacing up his shoes. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> tweet that goes out for it? Yep. Lacing up his shoes. He's walking. Oh, my God. Still walking. <laughs> stopped walking. He's walking again. I think he stopped. God, am I tweeting? <laughs> that, that would be a breakout app of self I saw it was. <laughs> oh, these shoes did have an app. That's what it was. Oh, God. <laughs> I, just stop. I, I want to stop talking about werewolves. It, <laughs> it just disgusts me. Just I don't know. Um, did, uh, you, did you ride the 8K VR roller coaster? No, there was such a long line. And oh, it looked, okay. Looked so, like, dinky. Like, it didn't look that cool. Yeah, like, I thought it would be... Because I saw a different videos, just a random YouTube video of, um, of like, a VR roller coaster... Um, and like had a moving platform and all that, so it kind of feels like you're on an actual roller coaster, and the person's like screaming and everything. But with this 8K one, like it moved around, but there was it was just a large 8K screen in front of you. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a projected screen too, so yeah. it, the colors were washed out. And like apparently, like it looked nice and everything, um, but sometimes the platform would like just stand still, so you could kind of you know grasping like the view of everything but the mist that would spray on top of you would continue or like the fan or something so it didn't really feel realistic yeah um yeah i don't even want to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> did you actually want did you want to ride it though 
not really like there's so many like better VR experiences that like on the show floor that I thought that was like just a waste you know yeah well like I could that's that's like something where I go to like Six Flags or like you know theme park Disney World and they have a ride there and that's what it is yeah well so the next web they had an article on VR because like on Digital Bounds he said um like there was a lot of VR here yeah um, but so what the next web said was kind of like there was a lot of VR but none of it was anything new or cool it was kind of like hey how how much can we milk like this VR stuff um this year so because it was like the tech of 2016 but it doesn't really it's not really doing anything new in 2017 I see it right now uh South by vendors have a tunnel VR tunnel vision yeah that's the one um it's true like um everyone like <laughs> South by isn't the place to show innovation. They show. Let me start over. So South by isn't the place where they these companies go to announce new products. They go to show consumers what they have. So they're showing people that traditionally wouldn't have a chance to play with this stuff what all of it is, because it's not just industry analysts. It's like brand agencies, marketing firms. Um, um, developers and all of that going here they're paying for these tickets so th- they're looking for something that's worth that, it that they can know? use right away yeah so to show all these people that they have VR in there is it, it, they're just showing people that haven't tried it before yeah okay that makes sense um, Pandora you want to tell me about Pandora yeah, um, I don't have a pulled up, but what I remember from it, it's essentially they're releasing kind of, I guess they're redoing their app, um, but they're adding RDO. What? RDO. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're basically rebuilding <laughs> RDO. I, I really miss RDO, honestly. Like, I I think I tried it out for like a month or two, but anyway, um, so they're doing a lot of like machine learning with it where if you you know you put in a couple songs and then it just automatically starts building up a playlist for you and i guess it also like auto updates for you every time as well so it's like a good way to find new music um and it does the same thing for like categories that might be the same feature i don't remember um i guess you can continue from there because i'm i'm blinking um i i haven't really even read much of it but what i know is they're leveraging RDS technology and it's uh, Apple Music, Google Play, um, Spotify Killer. Like it looks cool, it sounds cool. And what they are, they're using the music genome, which is like all of the information Pandora has on bajillion people that have used the service. And they're offering up like like better search and better recommendations. So if you search for like Katy Perry's uh, or like Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball song, you're not going to get like a bunch of covers and a bunch of like other junk that you don't need. It's just going to show you that one song because it knows that's what you're looking for. Yeah, that's a way better explanation. <laughs> but I feel like Google Play though, like the, theirs works pretty well. Like the I'm feeling lucky and kind of like the suggested radios that they have um, of for like a particular artist. Yeah, like of course their their algorithms are, are advanced and stuff, but what P- 
Pandora is promising is something that's far beyond what Google can offer because Google has all this information on you and they can correlate it to what they think people like musically. Pandora's like, we know that you've lost, listened to Mumford and Sons, so you're not going to like Katy Perry. <laughs> but you're going to like this one song from Katy Perry because everyone who listens to Mumford and Sons always listens to this song. So they have, they know music, they're an expert in music, that's why they're going to excel here. Okay, we'll just have to see. Because I'm, I'm, personally, I haven't really used Pandora ever since kind of like, you know, back like a couple of years ago where you just used, opened up Pandora and you just used it as like a radio, um, you pick a genre and just have it play in the background. Yeah, that's the same thing as me. I, uh, I, I've switched to Spotify for a little bit and then I went to Google Play Music, so... It's just, I, I, like, I want to try it, but then I'm just like, ugh, just so much work. Well, the main thing will be how much it will cost. If it's going to be $10, probably, like, you know, I, I feel like they might have a hard time, but it is Pandora, so they kind of have the brand name there, too. I, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> I think they have the branding that they can get out, and they can push all those free listeners to pay something. Um... So let's see, what else? I want to talk about something. Um, this, I, I just sent you the link in the, the app. Oh, that's what that sound was. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. So um, I want to talk about Anchor. Have you heard of that, Sonny? No, this is completely new to me. Okay, so Anchor's a radio app. Uh, no, no, sorry. So Anchor is a an app it focuses around audio and it like mixes in Snapchat's cool like disappearing like pictures with audio. So it's like a Snapchat for audio in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you do is you like talk for an, 10 minutes, five minutes, two minutes, an hour, and you can like drop in music, um, user call-ins, like people can leave you like voicemails and you can like answer their questions and do all this stuff. So it's kind of like, they say radio reinvented, but I like to say it's podcasting reinvented. So, so is more, there like a length limit or anything on this? As far as I know, no. Okay. Yeah, so that's essentially Snapchat for audio then. Yes, minus the length limit. So, it sounds kind of compelling. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I, they're trying to make podcasting fun because I feel like they're like podcasting has become really more popular the past couple of years, but there's still like a demographic, I guess, more of the younger folks that aren't really don't really care about podcasts because it's like kind of more of um, like less on the fun side, I guess. I don't, I don't know really how to explain that. Yeah, like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, um, podcasting is like oh you're listening to the radio like sort of thing you know yeah like a lot of people are like oh podcasts you mean like npr and like that kind of boring stuff um even though there's a lot of like you know fun podcasts too yeah so it so you you can have like a daily thing like i i want to like i want to do this for digital bounds so i already did one today i kind of talked about like uh, South by and kind of like did a quick rundown of the podcast sort of like what we talked about and I just did it by myself you know yeah oh, oh okay so 
because there's a couple podcasts that are, well, I think there's only one, but um, there's one podcast calls it like the five minute geek show um, where he yeah. just like talks about a topic and web development or inter- entrepreneurship or whatever. Like this app would be perfect for that because like it's very kind of very small and something you can do on a daily basis. Yes, exactly. That inside this app would excel. And like I was talking to Ramon too about this, like this is essentially like Snapchat for audio. Like if like we could get it on the ground floor, I want to do like a, a daily segment. Like I talk about the top news, I call it like sh- like like uh, the notes or something, something mm-hmm. stupid, and just like talk about it for like ten minutes, like every day. You know? Yeah, this would be cool for Ninjality too. Like just talk about. Like marketing advice or business advice, some developer topic, like a new library that came out or something like that. Yeah, totally. This is this is like, it's really easy, and you can like archive everything and and publish it to your podcast people, you know. So you can distribute it on Anchor and then later put it somewhere else. So, so I get. So did you see like Anchor talked about or demoed at Self by? Is that why you brought it up? Yes, they actually threw a party. <laughs> Oh wow! They're actually owned by uh, BetaWorks. You know that? Oh yeah, I heard about it. Well, it's the BetaWorks was um, what's her name that had her podcast for a little bit? I don't remember her name, but, but you know I, what podcast I'm talking about, right? The, um, yeah, it's something about she talks about her experience with um, oh, the intern. That's what it is. Yeah, I know this they do is, other stuff, but that's really all I know about them. This is like the big company from them, as far as I I can remember i guess they just like really they invest in startups or build their own startups right they build like in-house they hire and everything Mm. so like they like um so i think what they do is they hire developers and then they build projects in-house like they run the companies as like sub companies but they're still in-house startups they're not like yeah, I think what they're trying to do is it's simple to or uh, similar to venture um, funding where you want to like fund into different multiple different ideas um, and then hope that one will be like a multi-million dollar company or multi rather multi-billion billionaire billion yeah. dollar company um, but, but instead of investing like their money and saying go forth and go it's like beta works as the company that's the main boss he's saying like He's saying, no, Anchor, you cannot do that because I'm in charge. He's still in charge of all of Anchor's employees. Well, similar, to, like, I feel like Y Combinator does something very similar. But well, they're I still guess advising they're... the companies. They're not telling the companies not, they can't. Yeah, not telling them exactly. Okay. Yeah. So Betaworks, every startup in, in Betaworks is an employee of Betaworks. So Anchor, all the Anchor employees are employees of Betaworks. So, like, if Google invests in, say, Digital Bounds, we're not employees to, to Google. We're just, we got an investment from them. Right. But if we, say, we were working for Betaworks, we got more money from Betaworks, uh, we're employees to them. One thing I will say, I really like the Anchor website. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I was looking at one of their jobs. They have like a <laughs> producer, Anchor Studios, and I was like, that's kind of neat. But overall, South By is... Uh, tomorrow's the last day of South By. Oh, okay. Well, you already came home, right? 
Well, I've been coming home every day, just driving home and stuff, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's easier to stay at home than actually, like, drive back and forth. Yeah, because it's only, what, a 40-minute drive? Uh, it's an hour. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it's more. easier to drive back and forth and stay up there. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, so one last thing. Um, Soylent, did you try that before South By? or no. I at okay. South By. I'm actually oh, writing okay. an article right now. About so what what do you think of it? I've never tried it, but I heard I heard mixed opinions on, on it actually. It's a decent taste, but it's also got like a little bit of a, like a powdery taste, you know, like a a manufactured taste. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't. It's hard to describe. So what it is, it's <laughs> like a the, really bad protein shake. Yeah, a really bad protein shake. But it still tastes decent. Like it's not bad. Would you be able to replace all your meals with it? I don't know if I could do all my meals. <laughs> I could do, like, breakfast. Okay, so, like, daily. Yeah, like, I could do it daily. I'm thinking about doing it daily. Um, it's So, Soylent's made from biodegradable algae. <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. So, not humans like that 1973 film, uh, Soylent Green, but biodegradable Soylent. I mean, biodegradable algae. Just let that sink in. Like, ugh. Good thing they called it soylent. <laughs> Is there any soy in it? Um, I think so. I think it's... <laughs> I actually don't know. I know they, they named it for for um, lentils and soybeans, I think. Okay. And, like, so, I mean, there, I heard a lot of health issues around it, though, so... Um, well, it was one of their one of the algae had like started making people sick it was like a new formula they like resolved it though okay cool so hopefully it's better now (laughs) we'll see everyone's (laughs) gonna get sick (laughs) um so what's like all the do you have like a bunch of video content ready and lined up i saw the first um i guess you posted on facebook first when you remember when you were like riding up the elevator or the escalator rather oh I actually really like that video that you made there. So, uh, I don't know. I have a video and I have, like, content, but I just, I hate doing video content by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. What, like, like editing or shooting? Just shooting by myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know like... how, like, Marquez or, like, um, anyone does it by themselves. Well, I'm sure they have like friends that kind of help them, help them well, along. Now they do, but before they said they would used to do it by themselves. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just, just like prop it up somewhere. I don't know. Well, the tripod and stuff. It just stresses yeah. me out. Like, um, did you? Because um, on the previous podcast talked about like you doing um, Snapchat videos, but like putting that along into a YouTube video. Are you still? Thinking um, of doing that? I, I spent. I I'm gonna try to do that. I I uh, recorded my my review of spectacles today, and I should have that out by Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was I read, Yeah, I like sorry. previewed a little bit of it, and it's actually really good. So I think everyone should look forward to it. I'm glad because I I'm I don't know. I just I don't. You know, I go to these events, and then I'm, like, around, like, I guess you could say, like, real journalist professionals. 
you know, they write for the New York Times and and stuff. Yeah, and, quote unquote real journalist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, you just you, you talk to them and you're like, "Oh man, they got these big budgets and everything." And I'm sitting here, I'm like, "Oh, we're doing this with like a four-person team." <laughs> I have four really smart people, okay. Well, maybe three. Sorry, Liam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, you, you get your imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, for sure. Just like all these smart people around you. Yeah, and I'm and just like, like large companies. Yeah, and then I'm doing this video, and I'm like, this video doesn't look as good as, say, Marquez. I go to Marquez because he's just like, he's the high bar in tech videos well just spend 10 grand on a red camera it's not that oh hard. yeah <laughs> drop 10 grand on a red camera that's a yeah, yeah. get an 8k monitor edit in final cut that's, that's not oh, hard I, probably if i cut away all my like domain names and my monthly services i'd be able to do that in a you'd few be months. rich yeah man why do we buy me so many domains uh, so I'm overall probably. like is there any kind of final thoughts about south by i mean obviously it's not over yet but it was a quiet year, you know? There was mm-hmm. not a lot going on. There was more parties and more, like, brand activations. We didn't really hear anything groundbreaking. The largest announcement we really had was a release date for Project Card. Yeah, what is it? October. <laughs> they didn't give, like, a date, but it's time frame oh okay i was trying to like october what what would that be oh you're just talking about the release date okay yeah otherwise like we didn't like there's not that much going on this year i don't know would you like want me to come next year like would i enjoy it or or... oh you would enjoy it i i really want like you and kyle or kyle or you just i want somebody else with me next year Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see maybe i might come by yeah like i think the panels would not only interest you but i think just like you know being in austin kind of having a little fun and stuff mm-hmm. it's, it's more relaxed than ces and plus like i mean besides tech i do like you know music and like creative stuff like i want to get into youtube and video editing and stuff so kind of seeing some people there around that area would be cool yeah see perfect so definitely I want to bring somebody else with me next year. Like CES, I felt like we got some great content out once we actually started figuring it out. Like having all three of us there at CES definitely threw me for a loop. Like I didn't know how to like manage it, manage time and stuff with everybody. Yeah, like if we went a second time, we'd be able to write more than one article while we're while we're there. Yeah, like <laughs> I totally see where I need to manage our time better. Yeah, this time we wrote like I think let's see. Four articles on C or I saw in South by so that's pretty yeah because because I was, well yeah let's see but that's still pretty good for for let's see one two three four four articles four plus considering that you know there's still more content coming so well yeah and one to one in like right after I publish this podcast or once the podcast out this will the article mm-hmm. will be on there, so there'll be five articles that are yeah. just out. In the course of like two two days really, three days is decent. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. 
Like even the next web didn't really have too many articles on um, on South by. Like I, I was scrolling, and I'm like, written a year ago, what? So. Well, all their stuff one, two, three, four, five, six, um, seven. I guess let me let me let me clarify. Like interesting articles. Okay. <laughs> Eight, nine. <laughs> they got they got some content though. The Verge, like the Verge this year, seemed like super muted with C, uh, South by coverage though. Like last year, they had tons of stuff. Oh, so they had less this year. Yeah, like well, they lost a lot of people this year. You know, like people were going other places. <laughs> South by is just one more place to stare at your phone by Lauren Good. <laughs> I, uh, Lauren Good, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw. I that. think she was on the podcast last week because of the whole Women's Day. Yeah, I like that they did that. I actually thought like it was more... better than the regular podcast. Whoa, I don't know about that. I like the regular podcast and their well, crazy antics. I like I like Neilai's and Dieter's kind of like I like their humor on the podcasts. Um, yeah. If you're more into like more of a serious topic by topic podcast, I think Lauren Good and everyone did a better job. Oh yeah, but I thought like The Verge or like these like tech sites should have like had all the men stop writing for the day and have only the women on on the site that day yeah that make more sense like i thought that would have been like i feel like you know, a lot of i feel like a lot of people kind of took this as an excuse not to work on that day i don't know i, I wouldn't say that that's a little far I'm not, not everyone but i'm sure there's some people maybe probably a little <laughs> abuse in the system always i mean so, that's what i would do so i want to like wrap it up so big things anchor i'm really interested in anchor um south by was boring to like a news perspective i had fun i have like 30 new t-shirts so (laughs) i'm pretty pumped um and then like just otherwise uh spectacles is like a review that's coming out soon um i'm having an identity crisis like an extent extension Wow. A, uh, what do you call it? Uh, just say identity yeah. crisis. I don't know. Um, what's that? Extinge. Ext, uh... Oh, X. Man. This <laughs> makes great. Great radio. Fuck me. Oh, existential crisis. There we go. I'm having an existential um, crisis. In the moment, and um, otherwise, uh, anything going on with you? Nah, just just chilling. Are you guys, are you guys getting snow? Yeah, um, on yesterday, um, Sunday, we got snow like all morning, um, but it melted by the evening. So, what about that big snowstorm that's supposed to hit like New York? Is that gonna yeah. affect you guys? Um, it shouldn't. It's only hitting the Northeast, so I'm a little bit below there. <laughs> Which, I didn't know I don't... how big it was. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm happy about it. Um, a little bit of snow would be nice, but, you know, we got a little bit yesterday. Spring so. break, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> man. I don't even have spring break anymore, so. Oh, I, South by is my spring break now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mix work and play these days. I think that's it. So, um, Thanks, so. if you if they want to subscribe, they go to iTunes. 
Uh, Google Digital Lounge Podcast if you don't know us on iTunes. Uh, rate us five stars if you uh, like the podcast. If you don't like us, please leave us five stars. Please. Well, how um, many stars did you say? Six. Sorry, six. Oh, so there we go. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Anchor, uh, really anywhere that's your social. We're all digital bounds, so that's digital bounds, guys. Digital bounds. Digitalbounds.com for our South by Southwest coverage. Uh, we also like write other things other times of the year, so that's the thing. Uh, so, Sunny, you're a human, and humans normally have Twitter accounts. What is that Twitter account? It's a Sunny saying Kaya. Perfect. Uh, mind Leon Hitchens, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye.